0: I would say that this is a, a place to be really cautious. Absolutely. And um, that I think that this, th- the circumstances are very, very rare, few and far between, where not speaking the truth as it is it, is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be in those rare circumstances. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but that has been my, and as we've talked about it, someone's coming in, they, you know, they want to rape your wife, you know, tell us where she is or where is she, you know, or whatever. A a situation where, where the only way you're going to save your wife is by not telling them the truth or by intentionally misleading them, you know. Or
1: rebuking them. Once again, I don't, I don't see why, why I need to play by the rules of the people that come inside the house.
0: You don't, yeah. and, And you don't need to, but, but I think there could be certain circumstances where they're just gonna know by you not giving them an answer or whatever, and where you must you, you would have to be misleading in order to save or someone say. Or if you say to the
2: Nazis, it depends on what your definition of a Jew is.
0: Jew <laughs> is is, is. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I think I mean I, I personally lean toward the Lord would not attribute that to you as as a lie in the same way that He wouldn't attribute attribute murder to you as you take the life of another person who's trying
1: to kill your your family member. You know, a, 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 or in self-defense. Mm-hmm. See, the the only danger that I see with that, perhaps, easy is we're moving the goalpost, perhaps. And I throw in the word perhaps, right? Because then it becomes subjective and up to each individual to decide. Well, I'm trying to protect, right? That that is what I uh, I'm attempting to do.
0: Welcome to the Living Waters podcast segment called Name That Tune. Mm. Where a highly competent musical genius Arab hums a tune and his underprivileged non-Arab co-hosts have to name that tune. Have you ever told a lie? Da na na na. Oh, nah, the nah, Mission, nah, mission nah, impossible. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. Come on, Mark. At least Mark. The greatest American hero. Yes, Mark Spence. He named that tune. That was a
2: dumb program, but
0: fun. Okay, that Rachel and I were looking at it last night. Is it's,
3: that the one where the guy flew in spandex? Yes, he hits know? he hits things <laughs> when he flies.
0: He's just not very good at things. Seriously, last night I was watching the uh, the opening for it and did you identify it was, with it i, I identified <laughs> you with it <laughs> i thought if ray was a superhero that would be, would it. be he it would be the greatest american Smash hero. through
3: walls isn't it funny how like the 70s superheroes were all like scrawny and slightly
0: out of shape oh it was hilarious <laughs> yeah, but the, the whole premise was i think this guy like encountered aliens or something and they gave him the suit that made him a superhero but he was clumsy and he'd always run into walls and he couldn't that's all right. <laughs> Do you guys remember Flash? Oh, that no. was a
2: comedy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's Ray's life. Do you remember
3: Flash, the movie? Flash no. Gordon? No.
2: I remember the original. Flash. <laughs> 1853.
0: Well, was no. he a well, He was He's a not the superhero. guy that goes fast everywhere, was he? No. The uh, no, uh, Flash. That was I mean, Roger. The Fl- <laughs>
3: Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Queen did the score. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> well, That's great. Uh, were, did, were you guys into superheroes growing up? I liked Batman. I was like a Batman, Batman, the eight-minute series guy. I remember being, I don't know, really little and going, seeing Batman Returns in theaters. We stood in the line for a really long time. Yeah. Oh.
1: So
0: I was a big Batman fan. Mark, at what age did you stop dressing as Wonder Woman? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wheezy! Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whomp. <laughs> Whomp. You know who I loved as a kid, a Superhero? Mighty Mouse. Oh, sense. Really? Is, is that why ones? you fell in love with Ray?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it's just you'd think, right? Like, I mean, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. No, Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse will save the day. You remember Mighty Mouse, guys?
2: I remember oh, the yeah. cartoon. You remember Mighty Mouse? Yes, yeah, of course. It's like from 1953 sort of thing. It's okay, way back. Well,
0: mine was more of the modern version. One of the
1: greatest of UFC fighters of all time is known by, as Mighty Mouse. Really? Yep. Really? Demetrius Johnson. Oh, and yeah. he's called
0: Mighty Mouse.
1: He's like 135 pounds, soaking wet. He's absolutely <laughs> amazing. He, he was in a fight with a guy. He jumped up and in the air, he put the guy in an arm bar and got him to submit by the time they hit the ground. In the air? Yeah.
0: I taught him that. <laughs> <laughs> Oscodio, Speedy Gonzalez. Um, yeah. Ray, w- what superheroes were around when you are a kid? Superman, Sheepman, Batman.
2: Uh, Maxwell Smart Electric Eel Boy Maxwell Smart (laughs)
0: 99, Mm -hmm. hand me the shoe phone (laughs) Ray, you would have been You would have been a good Maxwell Smart
2: Well, he seemed normal to me
0: Who's (laughs) Maxwell Smart?
2: Oh, stop it The Cone of
0: the cone, cone of, of silence. silence. Yeah, they would come down <laughs>
2: from the roof where he talked with his boss, and his boss could never hear what he was saying in the cone of silence. And they have to yell at each other so everyone in the office could hear what they're yelling about in the cone of silence. It Was very, is, very, funny. It was quite corny, but it was
3: a black, funny. Uh, black and white on the old telly.
2: No, it was color. Oh, uh,
3: but it, it, it yeah. was just,
0: it was just. Uh, oh, unusual. it was really funny. He was like a, agent, a doofus, but he was a doofus agent. You know, always. Met. It was almost like was it Columbo like that kind of? Columbo was just he was brilliant, but he was just scruffy. Yeah.
2: Just wore a scruffy old coat.
0: Yeah, uh, but but you know, I wonder at what point do television executives come to realize like there's something about this sort of theme or dynamic that something in the human heart resonates with it, and there is that like someone who's in a position that's supposed to be important, but they're they're just a klutz. Yeah, you know, like Three Stooges or the President of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our political program, friends. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, there are there are things. Now,
2: when your kids used to watch The Three Stooges, what did you continually say to oh. them?
0: <laughs> wrong. That's wrong. Don't do this that to is, each other. He's hitting his head with a hammer. Wrong. <laughs> no. Well, seriously. I mean, you got little kids, and they emulate everything. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, they might think this is okay to poke each other in the eyes and do all this stuff. Wrong. Oh, wrong. I have this thing I do when my kids do something wrong. Mar- Mark knows the sound. His kids do it. Ba Bah. <laughs> bah. <laughs> There's something about is having that. It. Is that your response? Yeah. Like, is it when they were, especially when they were young? Like, I, I think my mom did it. Well, I know my mom did it. So I just, like, someone's doing something like, bah. Is it kind of like from sh- sheepdogs? <laughs> it's just like, watch it. Yeah, exactly. Is that what it means? Yeah. Bah. Uh-huh. Bah. I've heard you do that. Yeah. To Ray. I know. <laughs> My whole life is bah. bah. Isn't it a helpful sound, though? Yeah, it sounds like a sheep. Yes.
1: <laughs> My daughter was walking along with her uh, before they actually became a, an official thing. I don't know. Maybe they were boyfriend, girlfriend. What? But um, he went to hold her hand. And as soon as he went to hold her hand, I went, bah <laughs> I want to know See, if these Wayne
3: kids get triggered when they're walking by sheep.
0: <laughs> oh no what am I doing? I'm sorry no you know what drives my kids crazy is you we'll, we'll, we'll be watching something I Remember one time we were in, in a movie or something it was a clean movie but someone said a rude remark and I go bah in the theater <laughs> <laughs> drives them crazy shh, shh. <laughs> embarrass our children for fun all right, friends. We have a comment. This I think you're making
2: a lot of money by making fast foods and silent crinkled paper in movies. <laughs> you know?
0: Oh, seriously, man. Yeah,
2: someone brings in some chips when they're in silent the movie. chips. Chips and the paper's
0: just so noisy. You know what? It, I've heard people answer their cell phone in the theater. Let me ask you this: What is it with people who seriously? It, it's like a, it's some sort of mental disorder when their phone, <laughs> <laughs> when their phone hits their ear. They're convinced no one else is around. No one else can hear them. (laughs) A disconnect (laughs) from reality. Seriously.
1: Oh yeah, bro.
0: And they start talking about personal things. They start cussing. They start. It's weird. What church is this? (laughs) Church of the Phonyites. Yeah. Oh, that was a good name. Phone E I. We did it. (laughs) All right, frowns. Here's a comment. This is from Fun Nickname Blah. Such a blessing. This podcast has answered my prayers and then some. It's like having a men's meeting, but I get to sit in on four or five a day. It has helped me witness to people. It has helped me stay on the path. It has helped me contribute to Sunday school classes and our own men's group. When one of our guys is struggling and asking for prayer, not only do I pray, but I can pretty much find an episode that relates to the struggles and send it to him for encouragement. Well, wow, that's such wonderful. A wow. And that moves me. Thank you so much for. Thank you. (laughs) Move then. (laughs) Moves me out of here. Move. This was uh, fun. Nickname blah. Thanks blah. (laughs) Thank you blah. Leave. Yeah. Well, that (laughs) you remember that, right? Yeah. Tell the people.
2: Uh, Well, when we were preaching uh, open air outside the courts for two years. (laughs) <laughs> when people couldn't get away, we'd say you've got a you've got a court case coming. You're pleading for mercy, and then we would say there's another court case you have to face on Judgment Day. But one guy, when I was speaking, just started saying, "You do it easy."
0: <laughs>
2: he was saying "leave," but he sounded like a cow that's ready to be milked. I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you ended up. Then you end up pointing it out. To was in so line? I did.
2: I think I said you sound like a cow that needs to be milked. Was he in so, line? Just saying. it? Yeah. He was in
0: line, did like repeatedly. There was about six, <laughs> sixty people every morning,
2: forty to sixty people. Mark used to come to, and, yeah. and every morning for two years during the week, we would preach the gospel to a, yeah. to a. Uh, Crowd that couldn't get away But we gave them gifts And all sorts of things And people were really nice oh, it was,
0: cool. we, we, There were times We got applause Yes Seriously Yeah That's from our family <laughs> From each other But he should have You know what We should have planted Some of our staff members In that crowd every no, day we could never think of that To clap and Woo When we're, we're talking about Lying in this episode Oh boy uh, But instead of leave That, that guy should have Really been things. saying Move <laughs> That would have been More fitting for a camp I like that that move Was like a full body did you like that? Like you were fully in. that. I about. do everything 100%, Oscar. <laughs> Move! <laughs> All right, friends. This podcast is brought to you by Undeniable Evidence, 10 of the Top Scientific Facts in the Bible. Ray, do you remember you wrote that book?
2: Yes, I, I could never forget what
0: that I've written. <laughs> uh, yes, friends. This will help you find out what the top 10 scientific facts are in the Bible. It's a pretty short book, too, if I remember it. Like? Like the author, <laughs> oh. of course we like the author. Yeah, and don't forget, friends, the living waters mug. It will help you drink <laughs> all sorts of things. Oscar, you haven't done anything to my face this yet. This is actually that. five months. No, wait, you did. You put it. You gave me a missing <laughs> tooth. What did I you like the ray. Ray,
3: Ray, what else can you do to Ray?
0: <laughs> what about yourself? <laughs> oh, you're talking about perfection. That's what you're oh, yeah, talking no. about.
3: I like that in the last episode, in the middle of the episode, Mark notices.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, four mugs in one. Yeah. On the side. That's
3: right. Four For those who can't see, and what we're referring to is we all, each, the four of us have uh, the Living Waters mugs that we're drinking waters out of, and what Mind is, is Customized. Easy's Missing a Tooth, <laughs> and... Uh, Fu Manchu mustache on Yeah, bar. Mark's got a handlebar mustache with some sideburns. Seriously, you know, we're actually
2: drinking living waters.
3: Yeah.
0: And if you call up soon, <laughs> you'll get some too. But oh, wait, there's more. Yeah, you know what, though? Seriously, we should do a contest where we give out like free evidence Bible or something for anyone who sends us the best picture with their mug. Customized That's, mugs? Yeah, we're doing something funky with the mug. I want I want the best
3: customized
0: mug. Oh,
2: doing yeah. something funky with a mug, like being on top of Mount Everest and drinking <laughs> from
0: it. Can you imagine? Ooh. Yeah. All yeah, right, send us it...
2: a picture of you doing something unusual with the mug, and we'll send you free evidence. We should do it. A... Yeah,
0: we need to do that. Your... no, we will do it. Okay, we're doing it right now. A contest: birth on
1: birth, done, birth <laughs> birthed <laughs> birthed <laughs> on birth birth on the
0: spot. The birthing Brams. pains.
1: <laughs> well, what, so what about a contest for those graphic artists out there who want to design a mug? Ooh. Waters podcast.
3: So, What two. about a bring your <laughs> mug
1: to work
0: day
2: <laughs> it's, it's now It's dissipated to three <laughs> Stay, All right, stay one. with Alright
0: we'll one. do it with one Alright All right. All right, what is it All Let's right. go right now Whoever sends us the best picture Of doing something funny with our mug will send you so funny funny yeah,
2: like feeding a cow with the <laughs> mug or something like that yeah
0: just something funky out of the box you figure it out friends oh, oh presenting
2: one to the president of the united states would be good yeah
3: okay yeah.
0: All right. and maybe we'll repeat this again
2: and you can again. D- we'll you see. can
3: draw on your mugs like i did to mine
2: yeah yeah that's not so, funny so <laughs> where do they
3: send this they post Podcast. it online no 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 oh they post it online with the hashtag lw mugs okay
0: Hashtag LWMugs, and then also send it to our, how would we know that they posted it? Well, because we just look up the hashtag. So Twitter,
3: Instagram, Facebook, use the hashtag LWMugs, and we can search up the hashtag. And Okay. I like so how this is happening right here. Can Hold you on. search <laughs> up the hashtags, Awesome. Yeah. So, so you'll Oscar's know how to find it, Oscar? Yes. As okay. long as you use the hashtag LWMugs yeah. with an S.
0: Yeah. So when when does this contest end? Uh, I don't know When maybe the trumpet sounds Send it in And maybe we'll do it Again and again Yes um, We'll send it I find Bob, it the best exciting. picture. There you go friends
1: Will and, there be uh, Multiple evidence bibles That could perhaps Be sent out Or is it just The best the, the best, f- one. The we'll best one
2: first And if it yeah. works We'll keep doing
1: it
0: Yes Good idea Ray There you have it
1: Friends Don't forget the hashtag But why evidence bible Why don't we do The evidence oh, study bible <laughs> And about. if you don't so, yeah. Have
3: a mug yet You can get one At livingwaters.com There you go and uh, don't forget, friends. Why don't we uh, have a
0: committee meeting? <laughs> I
3: think the door should be blue. The door should be blue.
0: See that decisions on the Great. spot.
3: I like that. Efficiency. This is how we make all of our decisions. Yeah. By the way. All
0: right, friends. Uh, don't forget to have an Bible all at LivingWaters dot com. All right, today we are talking about what exactly does it mean to lie? To not tell the truth. Why is it, guys? Seriously, why is it? I'm not just finish the program. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but why is it that? A... Of all things, why is it that we we give sins like these these titles to make them nicer? Why Little is it fibs, white well, lies. Yeah, why why is it we, we go into like sizes and colors? Little white
1: lie, <laughs> Little <laughs> half, half truth,
0: half truth. Uh, just a small dishonesty, a small dishonest, <laughs> just slightly deceptive, just skewed the truth a bit. Tiny lie, yeah, teeny tiny. But yeah, Mark, you breathed. <laughs> You know, yeah, a good sign.
1: I, I just remember with uh, the whole debacle with uh, Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton, when he said, "I uh, it depends how you define. What the definition is, of the word is, is. is <laughs> right. It's just like, wow, we, we have just become, <laughs> uh, I think we've all gotten our doctorate's degree in being deceptive. Hmm. Right. And it takes Christ to make that right.
2: Well, lying yeah. comes naturally, doesn't it? I mean, kids lie right from the time they can talk. mm you know, and I, I once saw a great quote: "That lying. taking taking the easy path is what makes men and rivers crooked." Ooh,
0: and that's dang. what
2: lying is about. It's taking good. the easy path. You don't want to face the truth, so you lie.
0: Yeah, well, have you guys noticed lately in the whole psychobabble world with with parenting? By the way, friends, don't get your parenting cues from these new social gurus that don't know anything about parenting because it's not based on the foundation of God's word. But their whole their whole shtick is, you know, oh no, it. it your kids are doing this for a reason and and you know it's okay, and let them do it and what's up with that? not because they're the sons of the devil what's that let them like let them lie yeah, like it's okay for your kids to lie. it's just a part of their you know their their psychological development, and they're really trying to do this or that or the other again, I'm not negating that we work through things with our kids but but it's like basically you're you're grooming your child to be a deceitful yeah a compulsive liar now there are people. That do have like some more than others a compulsion to constantly make up stories.
2: I can't stand lying. <laughs> then lying. lie, sitting. I can't stand. I can't lie standing.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, compulsive liars. Yeah, mm. uh, I've known one or two. I've known at least two. Really?
0: Define them, Oscar. What is a compulsive?
3: Hey, listener. Have you ever imagined yourself having a box of goodies for you to give away to every friend, loved one, non-believer that crosses your path? That's right, $100 worth of tracks, books, and even your very own podcast mug. Go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast, fill out the form, and then listen to the end of the episodes where we will be announcing our winners. livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. Good luck. Liar. uh well, I don't I don't have a like a, an official definition memorized, but how how I would describe it, one particular person is that they would compulsively lie for no personal gain for no for, for no reason whatsoever about the most obscure and weird things. No. And also their lies would they would repeat lies that weren't well thought out.
0: So, they would alter them the next they time. They would alter around.
3: them. They would, and, and again, they're, they're not well thought out. There's no personal gain. It was just like, I don't know where it came from, but I used to work with somebody and I knew somebody that were compulsive liars. And it was wow. like, so, I, actually, I, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it was so fascinating. I remember this one time. So, this friend of mine in high school, I was hanging out at his house like on a Tuesday night, let's say and you know it's like 8 p.m i go home i go to bed i wake up the next morning and he was an interesting guy every now and then he would go to school wearing a suit like a two-piece suit (laughs) and so he shows up to school the next day wearing a two-piece suit and i like i'm standing right next to him and someone's like oh what are you wearing the suit for and he's like oh well i was in this massive karate tournament in san francisco (laughs) last night and uh just got home this morning and didn't have the time to change so i came right to to school and i'm like I look over at him, and he like kind of like looks at me, and like looks back to the guy. And I was like, "What? Like it's just so random, you know?" Yeah. But anyways, I would say compulsive lying is the inability to prevent yourself from lying, and for no personal gain.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Dennis Eastman and I, we we had a friend from the college group when where we had gotten saved, and there was a guy who you knew he was lying because his lips were moving, <laughs> and it, it didn't matter. Where was this? this was at the church that you currently attend now at cross point but uh, uh forget the my question what was the pastor's name <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Garter. and it was just a gentleman that was inside the college group but he would come up with the craziest craziest stories so much so that we now use his name as an adverb <laughs> like where we'd say hey or an adjective we'd say hey don't rick it uh, you're pulling a rick uh right is this Be- true, Mark? what's that? This is true. This is true. This is true. (laughs) You're lying, Mark. (laughs) But
0: Mark, was it the kind of guy that everyone knew that he was lying? Yeah, because
1: they were so outlandish. The stories are so outlandish. You know, it's funny because the first sermon I ever taught was to the college group, and Dennis Eastman still uh, makes fun of me to this day because of what I did. It was a message online, and I went on for about 10 minutes of a story And the whole story was made up. It was just a big lie. I didn't know how to teach. Um, Homiletic was was terrible. And when I was all done, I said, that was a lie. So we're going to be talking about lying today. (laughs) Everybody's just kind of looking at each other like, wait, what is going on? That's what happens when you give somebody a microphone like a month old in the
0: Lord. Yeah, not a good idea. (laughs) You know, Ray, one of the Things we commonly ask people on the streets, and we didn't used to. And then someone said you should ask it like this, and it really changed everything. Well, there was Anna
2: Jackson. She just changed everything for me with that one change. Yeah.
0: It used to be, you know, have you ever told a lie? And then it was changed to how many lies have you told? That
2: ruined your little ditty about
0: fries. I know. Have you ever have you ever sold a fry? (laughs) (laughs) Um but yeah, but but Ray, we get a common response to that from people. Mm -hmm. It's almost like this, oh, you know, like so many, right? I mean, is not yeah, that absolutely
2: all the time? You know, about they're just white lies, mm. and that's when I ask them when they've stolen something. Was it just white things or what? <laughs> or it's really good when someone says a white lie to pin their tail. To just say, okay, tell me, what do you mean by a white lie? Why yeah. is it white? Yeah, and they just say, well, it's not really serious. Innocent. They, they probably just innocent, an innocent. And lie. then they go back to the old. Well, if your wife says, do I look fat, honey? And I'm, I'm not talking about discretion. <laughs> I'm talking about barefaced faced lies. That's, you know,
3: sorry, keep going.
2: No, you said that, and I'm just filled with curiosity to know what's going on. No, no, next. I want to hear you no, finish. Well, a pathological liar is one that lies to get their way, and a compulsive liar lies out of habit. The world has compartmentalized liars. but And it also says a pathological liar has a mental
1: health issue.
2: <laughs> They're just lying. And the Bible says all we all liars, have a
1: spiritual health issue.
2: All liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Ray, what is the difference here, then, between discretion and lying? Right, so well, you you're... don't want
2: to get beaten up by your wife.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, this is, this is really important, because we need to get
3: into, one, I think we need to get into the, to the theology of why it's wrong to lie, and then we need to define what is a lie, and we need to talk about situational ethics, because the scripture gives discretion for situational ethics. And so, first and foremost, from a theological perspective, why are we called not to lie? It's simple. God is the God of truth. And we are called to be like God. That is being truth tellers, creatures made by a creator who always tells the truth. In order to glorify him and other, in order to
0: represent
3: our creator, we are called to be truth tellers.
0: Oscar, I'm so glad you pointed that out. You know, and this is something that we remind people of. I, I remember hearing someone share it long ago and I thought, man, that's so profound. You know, God didn't just make up a bunch of commandments on a whim, Mm -hmm. like, "Oh, this would be good and that would be good," but the commandments are interrelated to His nature, His character, right? So good. So it's been said, right? You know, it's wrong to lie because God is not a liar. Mm -hmm. It's wrong to commit adultery because God is not unfaithful. You know, it's wrong to steal because God is not a thief. You know, it, it's, it's huh, all... What, what could he steal? <laughs> right, right. It, it all belongs, belongs, in belongs it. to him. Exactly. But no, this
3: is an important theological understanding of, of the law. It's not arbitrary laws that God gives us for no reason whatsoever. It's that we were created to glorify God. That is the intended purpose of our design is to to put on display the glory of God. And so the commandments, the laws that he gives us are ways for him to let us know something about who he is, which is exactly what you're saying. We have a God who speaks truth, who does not lie, who all things belong to him, so does not steal. There are no other gods, and so there are no other gods before him, right? And so these laws are given to us so that we know how to reflect the one who made us. Yeah. And when we fall short, ultimately, what is sin? It's not breaking arbitrary laws, it's falling short of your intended design, which is to glorify God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Exodus 2016. Again, we've been visiting some of the commandments that we haven't touched on yet in previous episodes. And today we're talking about lying. And it makes it clear there, right? Exodus 2016, not to bear false witness. Colossians 3, 9-10, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him.
2: I just want to say that Exodus twenty sixteen. often people say, look, it's not lying. It's referring to speaking the truth when you're in a court of law. Psh, no. Because it oh. says you uh, should not take the name of the Lord your God. Um, no, that's, not, that's the third commandment. I'm getting mixed up. Um, <laughs> here's the Amplified Bible. I turn it A now? little louder. A little louder. Louder. You should not testify falsely. That is, lie, withhold, or manipulate the truth against your neighbor or any person. Mm. So that covers it. It is lying. Yeah. In court or out of court.
0: Yeah, and and absolutely, you know, whatever people might try to say, that that's you know, obviously we know that's not what that's not what it's limited to. But but even in scripture where where we see God's heart toward lying, Proverbs 12, 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. Mm. Proverbs 6, 16 and 19, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue. And Mm. it goes on. So there's no question that that lying is detestable to the Lord. And Mark, in the Colossians passage that I quoted, he says, Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds.
1: Yeah, think about how many times we lied to protect. To preserve, to get ahead, we we don't need to do that anymore. We yeah. don't. God doesn't need our help. You know, the stretch the story, give God the glory. People often do when they're giving their testimony. <laughs> you know, we, we we need to just be careful. God desires truth in the inward parts. Right. Uh, Curtis Vaughn he said lying is a sta- is stating something either written, oral, or with other signals with the intent to mislead. Mm. It's lying doesn't necessarily have to be in a oral verbal way of communication. It's, I'm just trying to mislead. I, I'm trying to protect and preserve in such a way to lead you down a direction other than that, which is absolutely 100% correct mm-hmm. and true. So Perhaps then, by leaving information out.
3: So then situational effects comes into play. Uh, you know, somebody doesn't own a dog, but they live in a rough neighborhood. And so they put up a sign, beware of dog. Mm-hmm. Are they lying? Or a woman who's being
2: attacked tells- I've actually done that. Yeah? When we attacked had, a woman? No. <laughs> we we had a poodle, and I put up a big sign, beware of you the dog. dog. You
3: lied. <laughs> uh, or another example is a, a woman is being attacked, and she tells the attacker that her husband's on her way home, that he's in the other room. Has she bared false witness? Is she lying? Is that a sin? Is he uh, right? Or, you know, you think of people that- hide Jews during Nazi Germany? Mm -hmm. Were they lying? Were they bearing false witness? Were they sinning?
1: I like to kind of address that. I was being interviewed by a radio program from a friend of ours. He had asked this question. He said, well, if it was 1942 and you were hiding Jews and SS soldiers come to the door and they say, they ask you the question, are you hiding Jews? Yes or no? I said, well, let me ask you this. How would you answer that? He goes, I would say, yes, I am. I would be honest, and I would answer the question, yes. He's all, would you say no? And I said, I wouldn't say the one, because I do not bow to the dictates of evil people inside my life. I don't have to play by the rules of the people that are trying to back me up into a corner. He says, so what would you say? And I would say... Change the subject. <laughs> What's your favorite color? <laughs> Take <took> some tea. <laughs> um, no, I, w- I would rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ. Well. You know, I, I would... Um, So much so where God would have to have mercy upon them, right? I mean, are you hiding Jews? The Lord rebuke you. Blame. If you do not (laughs) repent. (laughs) Right, well, listen, this is where we have to have a lofty view of God's sovereignty, right? That I have an insurance plan that is out of this world, that nobody can do anything to me unless God says that is perfect. This is a great movie, Martin. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, really, this is a good discussion,
1: It's divisive.
0: Yeah, it's one I've gone back and forth on with people, and it's one that I've I've really tried to work through in my own mind, you know. Because obviously, for example, you know, we'll look at the commandment translated in many versions: "You shall not kill." Uh, New King James and others has it as "You shall not murder," and and I believe it's appropriate, you know, "You shall not murder." You know, you look at that and you say, "Okay, there is a difference between taking life in this instance and in that instance." Would God take that and apply it to you as a violation of that commandment because it's the taking of a life? You know, right. And and that that's the question. So if someone if someone comes to someone's door and says like let's take Cory Temboom and their family, I I don't know, but I would assume they denied it and said no, we're not hiding Jews. Or oh, Rahab, yeah, yeah. Does God take that and then apply it to that person's account as a sin if they said no, we're not? And and the and the vein of thwarting evil. To protect someone's life, someone comes and says, Hey, where's your wife? Is your wife in the house? And you know that by your saying, you know, anything else, they know immediately you're not answering the question and they know you're a Christian. And so they know you're not. So I, I do, I wrestle with that. So what?
3: the scriptures appear to give us a, a helpful understanding through example of what this looks like. And I'll, I'm going to share these biblical situational ethics. And then I think we need to revisit, what does it mean to lie? Yeah. And so the, bi- the biblical situational ethics, there's, there's at least three, actually kind of four, but I'm going to share three. There's the, the time that Pharaoh demands that Hebrew midwives kill all newborn babies in Exodus 1. Mm-hmm. And the midwives don't. When they're asked about it, they say that the Egyptian women are vigorous, and they gave birth before they, before they arrive. They lie to Pharaoh. And God blesses them. and gives them families.
2: Because they didn't want to commit murder.
3: That's right. Mark already brought up another one, Rahab, the prostitute that protects the Israelite spies. And James 2 goes beyond, doesn't even call it a sin, doesn't say that God passes over it or God makes a situation for it. He actually uses that lie as an example of good works that overflow from true saving faith. Isn't that interesting? Or what about the time that God tells Samuel to go and anoint the successor of King Saul? Samuel fears that the king would find out and kill him, and so the Lord tells Samuel to take a sacrifice and tell Saul that he's simply there to make a sacrifice. In other words, God tells Samuel to be cagey about the reason why he's in that particular situation. So now we have to go back to the question, what does it mean to lie, to bear false witness? And no. I, think, I think it means, well, actually, who cares what I think? The commentators that I've been reading... I care what um, you think, Oscar. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the commentators point out that three things. The first thing is that lying is bearing false witness, which means to witness against the reputation and dignity of another person. Anytime we use words that is a misrepresentation of of the dignity of another person, and that 's people in our lives that 's political figures yeah. that 's other Christians that were like we're, where we just assume their their system of belief or understanding Deuteronomy nineteen if a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing then both parties shall come before the Lord, right? And you have to, it goes on to say that you shall purge the evil from your midst. Okay, so people's reputation, unsubstantiated claims. The second one is making a promise that you don't intend to keep, letting your yes be yes and your no be no. And the third example that they give is intentionally misleading or exaggerating. There's this story in the Old Testament where, in the marketplace, people would weigh scales mm. in their favor so that as they traded, the scales would be weighed in their favor and they would get more out of the more out of the exchange than they deserve. And God hates that kind of behavior. And so holding back information that another person deserves to know is another form of this kind of lie that God intends for us to stay away it's from. deceitfulness. No. Deceitfulness, that's good. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. And, and I think, you know, I, I would say that this is a, a place to be really cautious. Absolutely. Um, and that I think that this, th- the circumstances are very, very rare, few and far between, where not speaking the truth as it is, it, is acceptable. And I think it would be in those rare circumstances. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but that has been my, and as we've talked about it, someone's coming in, they, you know, they want to rape your wife, you know, tell us where she is or where is she, you know, or whatever, a a situation where, where the only way you're going to save your wife is by not telling them the truth or by intentionally misleading them, you know, or
1: rebuking them. Or Once again, I don't. I don't see why. Why I need to play by the rules of the people that come inside yeah, the house.
0: Yeah, you don't. Yeah, and, and you don't need to. But but I think there could be certain circumstances where they're just gonna know by you not giving them an answer or whatever, and where you must you, you would have to be misleading in order to say. Or someone, if you say to the
2: Nazis, it depends on what your definition of a Jew is. <laughs> a Jew
0: is is yeah. His. And so I, I think I mean I, I personally lean toward the Lord would not attribute that to you as as a lie in the same way that he wouldn't attribute, attribute murder to you as you take the life of another person who's trying to kill your your family member, you know, and, and, or in self-defense. Mm-hmm. See, the,
1: the only danger that I see with that, perhaps easy, is we're moving the goalpost, perhaps. And I throw in the word perhaps, right? Because then it becomes subjective and up to each individual to decide, well, I'm trying to protect, right? That, that is what I, I'm attempting to do. I'm, yeah. remember, as we look at scripture, all the trouble in the world, it began with a lie. It, it began with what seems to be a a half truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And is there an error by falling back and just simply trusting that God is going to be my defense? that he is my shield, that he is my buckler. We can say as well, I don't remember which one of you had said it. Well, then they're going to know by default that what you're, that what's actually happening. And I go, yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't know. And I don't care. Once again, I'm not playing by their rules. Why do I have to play by the rules? Do I, do I either trust that all my days were written, that my wife's, all of her days were written before there were one of them. I don't know why I necessarily have to go down that no. route. Yeah, a point, don't, don't it's, a good, it's a good I like point, Mark. I don't see that. It's a good point.
0: It's a good point, and I think, and that's you know, and that's why I said it's a slippery slope. We have to be very, very careful. Is it a matter of conscience? I think so. I mean, again, I think, I think that what Mark is saying is is noble, and there's that element and aspect mm-hmm. that we have to examine and explore. You know, but I think that I personally, I wish I'm never in that situation, but I don't think I would struggle. If I was faced with a situation like that, and I intentionally misled someone who was going to get commit evil, yeah, who was going to be, you know, yeah, carry out the protection evil or harm against someone system. else, so, so I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think the Lord would have faulted Corey Temboom and her family if they lied to the Nazis to save all those Jews, and I, and, and honestly, I don't think He would have defined it as a lie, and as what I'm saying. Because if it is a true lie in accordance with the reality of what a lie is and how God attributes it, then it's wrong no matter what. But I don't think he would have defined that and attributed it as a lie. I could I, be totally wrong, but I, that's been my perspective.
1: So w- once again, I, the thing that, that I'm hesitant here is we're moving the goal line, right? It becomes subjective to each individual. I have a family member who was molested by her father. No. I have another family member that came along and said that was her recollection when she was little. She remembers being molested so she had asked another family member about that and I had a close family member that came along and said it I I know who it was it was a different family member it took the he took the blame himself. Yeah. So that she could think well of her dad who actually was the one that molested. He subjectively now came up with that and then he had to rape the consequences of that as she had gotten older because she knew from, she was little yeah. that it was somebody else when it really in reality wasn't. So when we start moving things around and helping out the situation, I'm saying that's, that's very dangerous because why is your subjective experience any better or more valid than a different individual who comes up with whatever thing they want to come up with?
2: What about no. the midwives? Yeah, well, well
1: that, I, I right. like
3: I, I I like where I I like that you're making a clear distinction because you're absolutely right. I don't think that the scriptures are saying that truth that that lying is a, a matter of subjectiveness, and I don't think that the scriptures make it clear that, that lying is a matter of personal self gain. Right, that is not what God intends. I think lying is an objective thing, but I think it's one thing and not another thing is what I'm saying. So I think it's real. As, as we talk about these biblical situational ethics, like Rahab and the midwives and things of that nature, I think it's important to distinguish, to cut through it and to understand where it is. And that's where I, I think the commentator talking about defining bearing false witness, promises you don't intend to keep, and intentional misleading or exaggerating to tip scales in your favor. I think those are distinct objective reasons. And I think I love what you're doing here, Mark, because the the sinful nature that we have is to begin to take those situational ethics and go, ah, let me apply that to my taxes. No. Let me apply that to this situation over here in the workplace to the conversation no. I'm having with my wife about what I was really doing last night. Absolutely. And so we Such can so easily take God's objective examples and and turn it into subjective
1: self-gain. Yes, so boy, I love I, that you're doing that. I, yeah. I absolutely love the way you you had worded that. All right. I mean, because it's easy to think that how many millions of dollars are given towards Abortion each year from the government. So somebody wants to come along and says, "Well, listen, I don't want to give my money towards an evil government that's going to put money towards murdering people. Instead, I'm going to put that money and I'm going to give that same money, give it to my church yeah. or give it to the widows in need." Yeah. Right? That they right. subjectively now come up with that. Yeah. it's just yeah. We got to be careful for sure. Absolutely. Just got to be it's careful. a
0: slippery slope. And and um, you know, again, my perspective if. And it's something I'm still working through. I I wrestle with it. But if it is is something acceptable in certain situations, they would be extraordinarily rare, I believe, and and of a massive magnitude. And I would say as well, you know, we do have to be careful too in that sometimes we'll cite certain instances of of how God worked in a certain situation. And we got to be careful not to also say, well, because of that, then we can do that. Some people will point to, well, look, Deborah was you know it was used by God as a woman leader and okay but what are the circumstances behind that how does that apply in that context or others will will say well look you know Hosea married uh, he married a prostitute and so we can go I mean we just we have to be careful you know with that as well and so and speaking of being careful let me shift gears a little bit cuz I think this is something that could challenge
3: all of us yeah uh, I think it, it's so funny to it's not funny it's unfortunate to me that when we start talking about public figures all of our our moral absolutes become very muddled and subjective, mm. right? Like we show patience and grace and hospitality and and charitability to the person who lives next to us to the person who we go to church with. But then when it comes to a public figure, we're so quick to to demean them, belittle them, or assume or repeat words that we hear from other people and and assign stuff to them and so what I'm talking about is like whether it's it's public figures, whether it's whatever public feathers, whether political or religious, so often we will retweet unverified information. We will repeat unverified information. And it's always the unverified information that fits our narrative. And we have to be really careful with that because we can get caught up in the same thing. Anytime I bear, if I speak against another person out there, because I hear some conspiracy theory, some unverified claim, and that's a lie, I participate in that lie. Yeah. I have to be really careful with my words, not only with my words to my neighbors, but also with my words as it pertains to public figures. Oh, that's good. So, Ray, what, what,
0: what do you think of all this? What's your perspective I on think
2: it? of Walter Scott's incredible, powerful quote. Familiar with it?
0: No. no. Yes, no. you
2: Private. it. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Mm. You've heard of that? That's very oh, yeah, famous. Of course. And it's so true. You, 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 you deal with a vicious spider when you deceive people because it's going to come back on you. You're going to no. get caught up in a web. Mark Twain said, if, I, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. Mm. Oh, <laughs> That's man. good. Isn't that true? And yeah. in the, I, I identify with that when I share anecdotes when I'm preaching. If I've had an experience... I just relate my experience it doesn't make me nervous i don't forget anything it's just this experience Good. i had that relates to the gospel and i just share it it's wonderful it's freeing but if i have to make up an anecdote or something that didn't actually happen it's a completely different story yeah oh. and so speak the truth and you don't have to remember anything
0: amen you know i love it when uh, experts talk about all the different cues that people give when they lie you know, uh, the body language and the twitching. <laughs> Is that what you do, Ray? <laughs> when you want to talk it? The twitching the eyes, the not twitching. blinking,
2: the moving of the hands, the breathing. Yeah. Breathing. That's another sign someone's lying for their breathing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's True. a breathing. It's the, you know, there's just all these weird things that people start doing. And again, it's because of conscience. Their eyes shift. They start mm-hmm. looking in another direction. They start using filler words. Um, and yeah. And I just uh, watched a video. Uh-huh. uh, uh. They repeat the
2: question to abide time to formulate a, an answer.
0: They repeat the question. Oh, what's my
3: what's my name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
2: like how, how many lies have I told?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, uh friends, God despises lying. It, it is an abomination to him. We have to recognize that you know, the Lord wants those who walk with him to walk uprightly in truth. Psalm 1017, he who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. Proverbs nineteen nine: a false witness will not go unpunished, and he who breathes out lies will perish. And again, it's been referenced, Revelation 21, 8, that liars will have their part in the lake of fire. And so, so think about that you know, examine your life, because there are some believers that profess Christ, and yet they allow themselves to get swept up into that for, for the sake of their reputation, or for the sake of getting themselves out of unfavorable circumstances. And those who know and love God have his truth upon their tongue. Amen. We need to be truth tellers, and to speak the truth. And listen, our kids are watching. Yep, They're watching. You know, the... <laughs> the podcast? <laughs> the living waters. But, you know, I mean, seriously, when when you think about the cues that kids get from their parents, someone calls, oh, tell them I'm not here. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, television does that all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Even the
2: Andy Griffith Show, which I absolutely love, is filled with Andy lying. Yeah. You know, justifying not telling the truth.
0: And I think I think that the answer that what we started with earlier... Uh, that we get from people typically when you ask them, how many lies have you told? Oh, so many. I mean, they're not ready to to say that about other stuff. Oh, I commit adultery all the time, you know, or whatever, until you spiritualize and talk about lust. But I'm just saying, like, I think because they answer that way, it's a, it's a clue that they feel, oh, it's acceptable. Yeah, Everybody does it, so it's okay. It's not okay. It's an abomination in the sight of the Lord. And so let's speak truth and delight in the Lord in
1: doing it. Amen. Amen.
0: All right, frowns. There you have it. Don't forget Ray's wonderful book. Undeniable. Oh no, was that the right one? Am I in the wrong place? I'm in the wrong place. Something about Moses. Was it <laughs> or was it scientific facts in the Bible? No, no, that was no, the, last one. the other one. No, it's the other uh, one. no, I got it there here. There's it is right right? There. It's uh no down, it's Moses. Down, no. You no, were just no, no, there. That's not the one. I got all these different things here. It's show us Moses or whatever. The thing about <laughs> we <laughs> better, whatever. We've got to go back to our we have no idea
2: what <laughs> Yeah, do. really. Here we are.
0: I know, seriously. Let them hear Moses, looking to Moses to point people to Jesus. Don't forget to get that and the Living Waters mug and evidence study bible all livingwaters.com, podcast at livingwaters.com Tell us all that good stuff. And don't forget the contest. Do something with the mug. And Oscar will give you a hug. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) No, no, that's not the (laughs) prize. Thank you for joining us, friends. We'll see you here next time on the Living Waters podcast. The ultimate source. No. The ultimate cure (laughs) (laughs) for insomnia. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I have no idea where that ridiculous saying came from. But friends, we do have winners. Winners for the podcast giveaway. That is the Living
1: Waters podcast.
0: We have Angela from Yucca Valley, California. Yvonne from Crestline. California, Brooke from Clayton, North Carolina, Andrea from Anderson, Indiana, Elias from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Becca from Lincoln University, Pennsylvania, Lowell from Yakima, Washington, Don from Charleston, Illinois, John from Ford, Australia, good on you, Mike and Dave from Will Lane, United Kingdom. Congrats.